the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Every morning is a new opportunity to take in the news of the day and the challenges of life and try to make sense of it all. Right now, we've got a show that tackles the topics and asks what you think. So get ready to start your day with a bold look at history as it happens. Let's learn, live, and sometimes laugh together. It's the Mark Davis Show on 660 AM, The Answer. All right, everybody. How are you doing? It is Wednesday, the 7th day of February 2024. Nice to have you. Can't wait for our chat with Mike at 735. Of course, I begin the show saying that all the time. I can't wait for our chat with Mike at 735. But this morning, I really can't wait for our chat with Mike Gallagher at 735. Um, uh, a, a bit of a, a coincidence of birth made Mike's night really interesting last night. Um, I often wonder, all right, let's talk about people who share our names. Uh, I, there is a more famous Mark Davis than me. <laughs> it depends on in what circles you travel. Uh, the very strange haircutted owner of the Las Vegas Raiders is Mark Davis. So when the Raiders do something really weird, I get uh, hit up on Twitter by frustrated Raider fans or delighted Raider fans or whatever. There's an NBA referee, Mark Davis. There was a journeyman pitcher, I think for the Giants and the Padres, et cetera, et cetera. So you, you, you'll get you'll get some Mark Davises. Not just you know none that none that are in the political world or the ideological world or certainly the elected office world because that could certainly get interesting as it did for Uncle Mike because and we've had a little fun with this at, at times because Congressman Mike Gallagher is is uh, out of Wisconsin is pretty pretty famous uh, here on the, the Salem Radio Network airwaves because he's such a frequent guest with Hugh Hewitt, as he was this morning, to explain why he voted no, one of four, just four members of um, uh, the Republican Congress, to vote no on impeaching Alejandro Mayorkas, an impeachment that was richly deserved. So what was in the brain of Mike Gallagher? Republican of Wisconsin, Tom McClintock, Republican of California, Ken Buck, Republican of Colorado, and Blake Moore, Republican of Utah. There may be an answer with Brother Moore I'll get into here in a second because it gets really slicey-dicey and odd strategically. But the bottom line is, by 216 to 214, the Mayorkas impeachment failed. And... uh, there are probably a couple of million Americans, at least, uh, not real thrilled with Congressman Mike Gallagher. So guess who uh, heard about that through sloppy, misplaced aggression last night? Our talk show buddy, who may have been up a good bit of the night replying to all the people. And they apparently think Congressman Mike Gallagher has a radio show because they got a hold of Mike's email and started. I mean, I'm, I mean, it it got ugly. And this should never get ugly, and there should never be threats, and blah, 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 blah. But anyway, so um, Mike actually had to take to social media to essentially say, I'm not him. 
I'm the talk show Mike Gallagher. I, I do get the borders right. I do get the Mayorkas impeachment right. Well, actually, Congressman Mike Gallagher gets the borders right. His argument, as expressed to Hugh Hewitt this morning, was that he didn't want to bring down the bar uh, for where impeachment is set. We should not be impeaching people willy-nilly. I'll be the first to tell you that. And I'm and I and we are impeachment weary, and we shouldn't be grabbing for the impeachment arrow in our quiver every time somebody floats out some policy we disagree with. But that's not what the Mayorkas impeachment was about. The man absolutely is guilty of dereliction of duty, and absolutely is guilty of lying to the American public about the security of the border. It has impeachable offense written all over it. Now, a point. I myself have made these last few weeks is that the ultimate fault is Joe Biden or whoever's, you know, running his marionette strings because it is a Biden policy that leads to the lies about the border. It is a Biden policy that leads to the the intentional openness of the border. So is it really his fault? Uh kind of goes back to that old uh, I was just following orders. Um so it, it, so there there were four Republican congressmen who uh, who stood in the way. Yeah, two, th- two, two, 208 Republicans voted to impeach. These four guys did not. They provided the margin for the impeachment of Mayorkas to fail for now because uh, they may be back. Uh, give us give us a, a bigger margin uh, in the House with this year's elections. And um, a problem solved. Then we're not messing around with all these things with just a, a two or a four or a five or six or seven. Or, you know, if you give us a good, healthy 15, 20 uh, vote Republican uh, leadership margin in the House and, and we're not victim to the occasional rogue vote like this. So uh, uh, th- there was there was a lot leading up to this. There was a lot of anticipation. I mean, you remember, let's see, let's uh, let's recall Let's recall, I think we're going to hear first uh, Congresswoman Elise Stefanik of New York, who I like a lot, possible Trump VP pick. Oh, by the way, Trump VP pick news. Uh, he told Maria Bartiromo, I mean, that, this was a couple of minutes of, of interview that I may play later today. Uh, he, he, Trump the other day, God love him, said, um, you know, I've, 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 I've made my pick. I've talked to him. And, and no, he hasn't. <laughs> I, I said that I said that would last a couple of weeks. And I think I've nailed that to the day. He totally hasn't picked who it is, has a, has a number of people in his mind on a short list, et cetera, et cetera. I have all the right people. And of course, he, and, he, and by the way, I'm sure his pick will be wonderful. But no, he hasn't picked the person. And no, that is not uh, uh, immutable at this point. Um, but uh, as we work our way through this, uh, the the notion that, that, that Trump made everybody change their minds on this. Uh, is is what's going on here is conservatives are are on to this bill, and we're going to talk about that in a second. But on the impeachment train, first Elise Stefanik, and uh, and then I think Tom Emmer of Minnesota. Uh, Marge is in there. Mar- Marjorie Taylor Greene. She was. I mean, she had Mayorkas right there in front of her. And uh, anyway, here's. Uh, how it started and how it worked out. This week, we will vote to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas for his willful and systemic refusal to enforce our immigration laws. These articles are the product of a deliberate, 
thoughtful and fair investigation. There is no greater impeachable offense. Oh, forget me, Chip, uh, Chip Roy. For an officer of the United States to violate their oath. You have a short time coming. You can honorably resign or we are going to impeach you. And it's happening very, very soon. <sighs> so that was then. And this is now. On this vote, the yeas are 214 and the nays are 216. The resolution is not adopted. Uh, happy Democrats. Mm, so uh, could it be back? At, and, and here, I might as well go ahead and get into this. Don't, don't let your brain turn to jelly. This is, um, here's how weird Congress is. And this is what drives people nuts. Uh, Congressman Mike Gallagher said, look, I, I will talk. All, we can talk all day, he said, about uh, the, the problems we have with Biden border policy and the problems we have with, with Mayorkas. But it did not rise to the level of an impeachable offense to me. Okay. Um, there's one particular guy among these no votes. And that's Congressman Blake Moore of Utah. His no vote may have been an interesting spin of strategery. Here's how. This was a bit of a blunder on the part of, uh, of, of vote whipping, counting what you have. Republicans miscalculated how many yes votes they had, as well as how many Democrats were present and available to vote no. Right now, with they always get vacancies. There are 435 people in the House, right, with vacancies, people dying or, you know, whatever. Uh, there are 431 right now. 219 Republicans, 212 Democrats, four vacancies. Republicans can only lose three votes, but that's if all the members are present. Steve Scalise has not voted all year because he's been doing cancer treatments. Uh, he says he'll be back soon. So as soon as the Mayorkas impeachment vote went 215-215, well, we're done because a tie, you know, a tie, a tie goes uh, to the runner. Uh, the, the, a tie vote loses in the House. you got to prevail by one. So the Mayorkas impeachment effort was going down, going down to defeat anyway. So what could Republicans do? Here's where you get out the arcane rule book. House rules enable any member of the prevailing side of a roll call vote to move to reconsider. In other words, to say, hey, let's revisit. Now, it's only the prevailing side, because if, if you let anybody do that, then everybody on the losing side will have nothing but sour grapes, sour grapes, sour grapes. Let's vote again. Let's vote again. Let's vote again. But if you're on the prevailing side and you change your mind, it's like, huh, huh. So, Congressman Moore, Blake Moore of Utah, wanted to place himself on the winning, on the prevailing side preserving the option for House Republicans to summon the vote again, maybe when Steve Scalise comes back. Or uh, there's a special election on Long Island, Long Island, uh, next week, where uh, there's hope that Republican nominee Mezzi Pillip uh, defeats former Representative Tom Suozzi, Democrat, for the seat vacated by our Metroplex buddy George Santos, who likes to dip into local races every once in a while. Oh, speaking of Texas 26... That's a reference to George Santos whoring himself out on Cameo uh, to smear John Huffman in the Texas 26th race to succeed Dr. Michael Burgess. Uh, he then uh, came to Texas, apologized in person. Oh, everybody all happy. There's a picture of Huffman and George Santos and Congressman Beth Van, Congressman Beth Van Dyne, who's endorsed Huffman, and, uh, and Dana Lash, a talk show buddy of theirs. Uh, just, everybody just all happy now. 
So this is getting kind of interesting in 26. There are like 11 people running. The names you hear a lot, maybe the names you hear the most, are John Huffman, mayor of Southlake, uh, who picked up another endorsement uh, yesterday. That would be uh, former Governor Rick Perry. Okay. Uh, and Brandon Gill is running ads, very prominently featuring his endorsement from that guy. Uh, what's his name again? Oh, yeah, Donald Trump. So, hello. Uh, it's good. It, there'll be, it's bottom line, it's funny, and I tweeted the other day that maybe, it's, you, know, you never know, that's why we have votes. It's about you guys in 26 are going to determine this. But um, tea leaves may be indicating that uh, the, the, the early thoughts about a runoff involve uh, Huffman and um, and Brandon Gill. We'll, but we'll see. We'll see because because uh, Luisa Del Rosal has a lot of money, a lot of signs out there. Scott Army was on the show yesterday. Scott has a thing in Bartonville uh, to it's tonight uh, with his dad uh, Dick Army and uh, and Senator Phil Graham up at Marty B's in Bartonville, which is just a fun place to go no matter what. So anyway, big doings in twenty six and interesting stuff going on at all times. Um, as we take a look at, at interesting things that the former president does, and he does them all the time. Might want to run this one by Mike. Uh, your President Trump yesterday uh, going to bat for um, Bud Light, for Anheuser-Busch? Yep. In a really fascinating Truth Social tweet, uh, he, he said, look, they, they screwed up in their woke moments of... Uh, of, uh, of partnership with this Dylan Mulvaney person. But Anheuser-Busch does so many other great things, that, which, by the way, they do. Uh, they, they, there's a lot of praiseworthy things that you know they have done corporately. Uh, so maybe they deserve a second chance. Uh, a, I don't know where that comes from. B, no. Uh, God bless Trump. He is going to be the nominee. Thrilled about the prospects for that. But um, whether it's somebody in your life or an American company that has offended the national psyche, uh, you know where redemption begins? You know where forgiveness begins? Acknowledgement of the error. I will be in the mood to forgive Anheuser-Busch. I'll be in the mood to consider uh, buying a can of Bud Light uh, as soon as the company says, wow. We screwed up, and we are really sorry we did that. Without that, that's uh, enough. All righty. Uh, on, those, uh, on those grand themes of uh, forgiveness and redemption and all those other things that are quite scriptural, Lord, guide us and protect us as we face the challenges of this new day. We thank you every day for this blessed nation and for your hand in creating it. Fill our hearts with the energy to protect the freedoms which come from you, which our nation was founded to protect. Let us navigate these troubling times with a positive spirit, treating others as we would want to be treated. Lord, these are times of trial and challenge. Lift us as we follow your word and work for a better America, where our Constitution is honored, our schools and public spaces are safe, our elections are reliable, our borders work, where we protect the unborn, and we fight for the meaning and the intent of the two genders you created, where our differences are hashed out with honesty and goodwill, and our freedoms of speech and worship are protected. As we face each day's problems, give us the clarity to look around and cherish our many blessings in our nation, our great state of Texas, our communities, and our families. If we follow you, Lord, we know 
we can get through anything. And we ask these things in your holy name. Amen. All right, it's 722. All right, why, maybe in one quick, easy to digest form, as we dance on the grave of this terrible uh, border surrender bill, why did it die and why was it necessary for it to die? Next, Mark Davis, 722. the conservative theme for the border surrender bill. We rose up and said, no. Of course, the rest of the song, of course, involves some dancing theme, apparently. The Human Beings, B-E-I-N-Z, out of uh, Youngstown, Ohio, 1968. Great little record. No, 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 no. Conservatives said no. And, and wow, knocked me over with a feather. We prevailed. And I will say this again. I mean, it's a sentence like, hand me the piano that you don't hear very often in the English language. You ready? Thank God for social media. I mean it. How did all these, how did Mitch McConnell, how did John Cornyn, how did others learn that you just weren't having it? Through, through Twitter, through X, through Inst, through Ed, there was just a wave of conservative consternation that this was a border surrender. It was an open borders bargain. So uh, this is kind of the eulogy. That doesn't work because a eulogy is where you gather in praise of someone who has passed, uh, whom you are, are sorry they passed. Uh, ding dong, this bill is dead, and that's fantastic. Um Let's begin with why. Yeah, I'll, I'll put my toe in the pool of this. We'll pause, get news, come back and chat with uh, with with talk show host Mike Gallagher. Decidedly different from Congressman Mike Gallagher, although they both caught a lot of heat overnight. The congressman deservedly, our talk show buddy, not. It had to make life interesting. Um, I tell you what. In in order to give the uh, the thumbnail, catch and release, the ability to turn away people who deserve to be turned away. Wall or no wall, parole, asylum, where the money was going, what kind of power do the states have, what do you do with unaccompanied children, what do you do with work permits, uh, and, and what do we do with legal immigration? Because silly, silly me, I believe we have too much legal immigration. So uh, those are going to be the, the large headings over, why, over what the problems were with this dreadful bill and why it had to die. All right, let's roll into the newsroom. Nikki Whaley is there, and then our chat with Mike for a Wednesday. Mark Davis, 7.30. Here's Nikki. Listening to Garth is one thing. Seeing Garth live quite another is a 90s bootleg of Rodeo. It's growth, strains, and the joy, and the pain, and they call it they rodeo. On Garth Brooks's 62nd birthday. He's a baby. He's a whippersnapper. He is. I'll tell you what. I am fired up today, man. You I right? am. You're, are I you am, good? Are you everything all right? My hair is on fire. No, I'm not good. I'm not good. I'm mad. I'm good and mad. Let me, let me just start with what you've alluded to this morning. The hundreds and hundreds of threatening, angry, obscene email I got last night from people thinking I'm the um, misguided Wisconsin congressman, Mike Gallagher. I don't know how you go to a – you have to get my my email address from the Mike Gallagher 
show website. Right. That was when we were talking last night. I thought, look, I can understand the confusion over the name. Uh, but in order to get an email to you, you've got to go through the turnstile that screams talk radio show. Huh? Well, it didn't didn't slow people down. I'm talking hundreds. I mean, Gosh, I'm going to skin sorry. you alive. I'm going to find your family. Great. I'm going I'm to drown your dog. How dare you? You're never going to be safe again. Now, if I got that, that had to be a sliver you know? of what the actual congressman got. Does it give you I mean, a, before we get to the ridiculousness of his vote and how upset we are with him. I, beyond I, ridiculous. I, it is. Uh, but, but And his let, explanation on Hewitt this morning was, was even more ridiculous than the stupid vote. It was, which makes it important for 20 seconds for you, especially for you having seen the brunt of it now. When we are mad, when we are angry, and I mean righteously angry, it should never take the form of that kind of disgusting personal threat. So let's not have anybody do that. And by the way, it's a half of 1% of everybody that does it. But in a country of 330 million people where X percent are angry and a half of 1% are this unhinged, you're going to get some emails like that. So it's it's an important point, and I want to stay with that for a moment, Mark, because I've done this a long time. You've done this a long time. We've been in this arena for many Many, many years, I've never felt the kind of anger that Americans are feeling right now. I have never experienced the frustration. Just look at yesterday. Uh, I mean, they decide, what a shocker. No criminal charges going to be filed over the Biden classified document story. He broke the law. They raided Trump's home and went through his wife's underwear drawer. They went through his kid's bedroom. They made him out to be, you know, uh, a, a drug cartel lore, overlord, and yet no criminal charges against Joe Biden. People are so angry, and here's these this trio of Republicans, and to, for the record, there's three of them. The fourth one was a procedural no. Yes, it as wasn't, I, I describe that to everybody. If you, if you wind up on the winning side, you can call for a revote, and that was the story with the Brother Moore out of Utah. So it's only three of them, and, and, and the three, I, I, I'm sorry, they got to go. You got to primary them, and Americans listen. Take one look at my email inbox, yep. and and they're they're going to go. I mean, people are. And these are because most of the emails that I got last night, where people thought that I was Congressman Mike Gallagher, came from Wisconsin. Yes, I'm intrigued about whether they came from his district or not, but mm-hmm. they were all Wisconsin. Most of them, anyway, were Wisconsin emails. Because you got to put when you go to MikeOnline.com to send me an email. <laughs> I know you got to fill in the town. So you got to say where, which which is even weird. I mean, I had people on Twitter, on X last night. You go to my X account right now. Look at my X account. Radio it blew Talker up Mike. last night. Mm-hmm. At Radio Talker Mike. And people are having a field day with this because a lot of people feel sorry for me. It's like, well, you're bearing the brunt of this. And, of course, you're solid on the border. Of course, you know that Mayorkas needed to be impeached. We all know Mayorkas is derelict in duty. He lied to the American people. The border's a catastrophe. And we expect Republicans to hold their feet to the fire. And those that trio of, of Republicans decided to get cute. And and, and 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 vote no, giving the Democrats the embarrassing loss that mm. they crave for the Republicans. It's a terrible defeat for Mike Johnson. Um, it, it absolutely is going to. I hope next week when Scalise evidently comes back, maybe they'll do it again, and maybe these three Republicans. Buck, who, who was it? it Buck is, it is and Mike Gallagher, Gallagher Tom McClendon, Republican of California, and Ken Buck of Colorado. Correct. So maybe by next week they'll get buried with enough phone calls and emails, kind of like the ones I got last night, saying, "Come to your damn senses." Yeah. You know, here, here's what Mike Gallagher, t- Congressman Mike Gallagher, told Hugh Hugh this morning. I thought I was going to absolutely wreck the car. 
He said, I don't like to set a precedent um, for an impeachment based on policy disagreements because we need to raise the bar higher. I'm screaming at the radio, they set the precedent. Did you forget the impeachments of Donald Trump? They've already done it. They set the bar. They're the ones that set the precedent. So you know what? Roll your sleeves up and play ball the way they do and be unified and hold these I'm so mad today, I'll, I won't say it, hold these son-of-a-guns accountable. But you know what? And you're totally right, of course, but we don't have to stoop to that level in order to impeach Mayorkas because the impeachment of Trump was completely because they hate him and completely because they disagree with his agenda. The impeachment of Mayorkas was not political in any way. Congressman Gallagher is completely wrong about that. It was because of abrogation of duty. He had a re- responsibility to to enact policies uh, that protect our country and didn't. Responsibility to tell the truth about it. He lied about it. Those are impeachable offenses. Actually, impeachable offenses. This is not us getting back down on the dirt and bringing the bar down the way Democrats did. This is this was a righteous and principled impeachment. Which, uh, Congressman Gallagher's argument this morning, again, was was unbelievable. He's actually trying, listen to this, He's and you, did you hear it? Did you hear the interview? I heard some of it. He said, I'm trying to protect Trump from future impeachments. Oh, hey, God. Cal's out of that barn, Congressman. Yeah. He's already been impeached twice. Where have you been? I mean, it's 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 a disingenuous argument. Listen, the guy's great on China. Yes. Uh, but by the way, that's part of the problem. You know what we need? We need Congressman Great on the United States of America. <laughs> and it's it, this is the disconnect between the establishment rhino crowd yeah. who want to worry about Ukraine and China and, 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 and forever wars and Americans who say, seal the damn border. We ha- well, The country is on fire and you're playing footsie with the Democrats because you're trying to take some high-minded approach. Three of them, Mark, three Republicans. Yeah. I mean, my goodness, this is why we lose this is why we lose. We are never unified like they are because we got to have people playing games. And I don't care. Today it's Mike Gallagher. Last week it might have been Rand Paul. Before that it's Thomas Massey. They all got to play games. How about you be unified on behalf of the American people once in a while? How about you put America first instead of your own, trying to get clicks and appearances on Hugh Hewitt and, uh, and, and uh, uh, Fox News Channel? Give me a break. I am livid. I, I hope, am so angry. I hope. And, I can't and see straight. I, I tell you what, I think you're seeing straighter than ever because it is clarity that you speak. And I hope that kind of clarity befalls the American people who say, you know what? What we need is a 20-vote margin in the House so that mischief like this doesn't matter anymore. We need a Republican Senate. Because how many times have you heard this week with the death, thank goodness, the death of the uh, of the border surrender bill, where they said, right. well, Republicans, uh, they don't want a solution. They just want to run on the problem. Listen, you give us Trump, you give us a Republican Senate, you give us a bigger majority in the Republican House, oh, you'll see the problem solved. You will see well, it solved I, to the delight of millions. I, the good news is that the Congressman Mike Gallagher's of the world have no real gauge of how angry people are and how fed up. The, you talk about the silent majority. The silent majority is no more. And I truly, truly believe, truly believe that we're going to hear this in November. Nikki Haley Lost to none of the above last night in Nevada. Let's, let's describe to everybody none the, of the, weird, above the weirdness of Nevada. The, right. Trump. She was the only person on the ballot. Right. For the for the primary. But there's a caucus and a primary in Nevada, the weirdness of Nevada. And in the actual primary, Trump is on the ballot and she's not. In the, in the caucus, uh, she, she's on the ballot and he's not. And people voted for none of the above more than they voted for her. 
She lost to none of the – she has been thoroughly humiliated. Anybody that's giving a dime of her money, just go in the backyard and take your cash and burn it, and you'll get more enjoyment than than funding this complete distraction of a candidate who has no business being – how embarrassing. You You can't even beat none of the above. For that reason, your analogy of taking the money out in the backyard and burying it, that puts the money to no good purpose. You properly described a waste of money. The way we need to look at this is the people who are continuing to fund Nikki Haley are actually doing something deleterious to conservative interests by keeping Correct. this distraction alive You're right. when we could be spending from now through Super Tuesday with every day, and we may need every day, uniting, energizing, and and making the pitch uh, where, where we all unite in the direction where we should be attracting our fire, and that's toward Biden, not toward each other. Nope. No, you make a brilliant point, Mark, and and I stand corrected because they know what they're doing. Nikki Haley knows what she's doing, and the people funding her know what they do. They're trying to damage the Republican Party. They don't like what the Republican Party has become. And you you know what? Lead, follow, or get the heck out of the way. Lead, follow, or get out of the way. Speaking of the party, party, uh, uh, your Ronna McDaniel is a short-timer? She sure is. Yeah, and you know what? You, mm-hmm. And you know who's trending on Twitter or was last night? This kid. Uh, I don't. I think he's out of Florida here. I, Scott Pressler. Yes. He's a. He is a force of nature. He. He is this gangly, long-haired Republican activist. He has one mission register people to vote and he is good at it he draws crowds he's become a social media star we got to get him back on the there show there is another there's a lot of people and, and that's huh? a, that's a good skill set there's one other name i've heard ronna mcdaniel of course the fairly not really long time chairman of the the republican national committee she's been i think she's sometimes been over criticized but i i'm i'm ready for an upgrade at that position harmeet Dillon was up for that a lot of people wanted her i have no idea whether she's interested again but speaking of because it is an organizational job it's not a big ideological blowtorch bully pulpit kind of job it's good if you have those skills but mostly it's organization get out the vote fundraising there's a name of a guy who might have some time on his hands soon who came over that would be kevin mccarthy who's who's not going to be in congress anymore because i guess if i can't did you see who endorsed him who endorsed mccarthy did you see who endorsed kevin mccarthy uh, trump no no worse what bigger Oh. Matt Gates. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Excuse me. Good. That's Matt right. That's Gates, right. Yep. who pushed who pushed Kevin McCarthy out, out of the speaker's chair. Yep. He goes on last night on X and says, that's "You know right. what? I fully endorsed Kevin McCarthy. He'd yep. be a great." First of all, let me let me let me disagree with my buddy here, Mark Davis, uh, so lovingly and gently. Ronna McDaniel has been a failure. Yeah. She has been an uh, abject failure in every. What do you category. want? What do you want her to do that she didn't do? Fundraise for starters. Mm-hmm. You know, do you realize the RNC and the Republican coffers are threadbare? They are struggling right now. They don't have the donations. They don't have the funds. She has failed. She has law. Look at. I mean, hey, twenty twenty two. You can blame it on mm-hmm. Roe v. Wade. I get it. Mm-hmm. Buck stops with her. She, good. I'm glad she's gone. I got nothing against her personally. Time for new blood. But you're right. I mean, let's get somebody else in there who has who can breathe life into into what we need to go. By the way, I'm getting. T- Tons of text messages from people who are genuinely concerned for me. And I think that's so cute because you said it last night. You said, well, you know, look over your shoulder. I'm like, wait a minute. People got to know I'm not the congressman. Head on a swivel. Don't ever underestimate Americans. But they don't. Exactly. I mean, they're they're of of, of righteous indignation. We understand why they're mad and we agree with them for being mad. But if there's even a sliver of those folks who are unhinged, it gives me a thought uh, about public life in general, whether whether it's in athletes or movie stars 
leaders or big-time politicians about the degree to which you really do have to walk through life being careful, and, and we should make sure that... that well, it's that too we, bad. I mean, yeah. somebody... So the, the texter in Dallas said, did you at least tell the people back... Um, now, let me let me tell you, let me pull the curtain back. I'm embarrassed to admit this. I've got a great team. i got a whole bunch of people who handle emails and text messages and videos. I posted a video, you know, trying to clarify this. I didn't, I felt guilty about bothering my team last night because they worked so hard. At 11 o'clock at night, I'm in my bed writing every single person back, pretending like I'm a staff member of the Mike Gallagher show, saying, no, 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 you're not, this is a different Mike Gallagher. The, Mike is the radio, and it's me, right? And I wrote everybody back. I'm thinking this, because you, you had me worried about head on a swivel. I yeah. thought, oh my Lord, one of them's going to come after me. They're going to think that I, and and so I'm writing them all back. Wrong Mike Gallagher. Yep. This is the talk show Clear host page, up. not, and, and so please know the difference. Besides, as somebody pointed out, they said the, the resemblance is uncanny, and as I pointed out, I think he looks a little heavier. <laughs> I think you're at 60 He's seconds. He's a little more weight six, than I, I got to have your quick take on this. Have you heard who took to social media to say, get off Anheuser-Busch's back, uh, forgive Donald Bud Trump. Light? That's Donald, Donald J. Trump. Trump, who writes, the Bud Light ad was a mistake of epic proportions, and for that, a very big price was paid. But Anheuser-Busch is not a woke company, but I can give you plenty who are. I'm building a list. I just might release it for the world to see. Why not? The radical left does it all the time. It's the way they play the game. On the other hand, Anheuser-Busch spends $700 million a year with our great farmers. They employ 65 thousand people, of which 1,500 are veterans. They're a founding corporate partner of Folds of Honor, providing scholarships for families of fallen servicemen and women. They've raised over $30 million, 44,000 scholarships. Anheuser-Busch is a great American brand that perhaps deserves a second chance. What do you think? Perhaps instead we should be going after those companies that are looking to destroy America. God bless Donald Trump. I look forward to voting for him. But sir, that is a no. Forgiveness will not be coming from me until there's acknowledgement of the error from Anheuser-Busch. What say you, Mike Gallagher? I, I, I disagree with you entirely, and I agree completely with President Trump, and let me tell you why. I've mm. got a very, I've got a friend, family friend, who owns a giant brewery distributorship in the Southeast. Mm. And as he pointed out to me, the mm. people who've been impacted Uh-oh. by the Budweiser boycott Sorry. are the drivers, yep. are the truck drivers, Sorry. the hardworking people yep. who absolutely then, are as mortified then we'll never, about Then we'll never at, boycott at, anybody. At, now, now, they, now, they, now play violin they, music they, for all they, the good Disney people. No, no, no sorry. No. Sorry, no, sorry, you're nope. wrong. You got to have you. You know what you need to do. Then is we'll, show never some bo- grace we'll never, once we'll never, we'll never boycott they anybody. Paid, we'll they never boycott the heavy, anybody. They pay. They paid the heavy price. What do you want to do, Mark? But they've learned nothing. The, but they've learned you wanna, nothing. You want to put a bunch of delivery they've drivers out of work? Nothing. I'll you want to put? What do you want to do to them? What I do you want to do? Deliver, I want to pressure do you the company. I want to pressure the company into making right with the American people. They did. Have they learned? What do you mean? Have they learned? Are they doing it again? What's the evidence that Hunter Bush has learned? What do you want them. them to do? I don't believe. What them. do you want them to do instead of scolding them? You have a little grace for hardworking people who make seventy five thousand yeah. dollars a year slinging cans of beer and so, delivering them. Just who, to by be the way, clear, are, just to be are, clear, who are uh, who right. are Trump support who are Trump supporters, so and they absolutely kind of, disagree ever, with, their cor- with their companies with their company's decision. You'll you don't show grace. That. You don't show any mercy to people, and you don't have an and you don't have an answer. Then what do you want? What's the outcome, Mark? The outcome is that Anheuser Busch is 
is forced to acknowledge the error of their ways and oh, the wokeness please. of their corporate table, which you know exists. So I just want to be you clear. Know? Since for every boycott we could exact, one uh-huh. boycott that works, you can find me violin music for some uh-huh. drivers. Violin of, music. So here's the thing. So you will never support a conservative boycott of a brand. You, you will I never say ever. That. Oh, really? I, I Na- never name, said name that. One you're putting, you're, name you're one you would. Wor- name you're putting name words, one you would. You're putting words in because my mouth. when but we they, start to boycott, but, you'll, you'll but start Trump, to whine but, about but, drivers but, and suppliers. But Trump, Sorry. Oh, you don't feel... Oh, hey, hey oh, you folks... Oh, listen, fault. you make a lot more money than they Companies do, You make a lot more money than Companies they do. Don't fault. talk down. Let's don't go talk to the down line. to drivers. Don't talk down to people who are who are hardworking and have been hurt by this. Mark, they did take accountability. You know why? Nope. Look at their bottom line. They paid That's a heavy not accountability. Price. That's the, punishment. The boycott... It, they were punished, okay. and they were, and they, and they yeah. guess what? They paid a heavy price, yeah. and they were, and they, and and the point was made. And Trump is right; they are a great American company, and people like Ooh, you. Let's who, go. Let's I go. Let's go to the text who, line. Let's who go to the text line. See, see if Mike is Mike. See who, if Mike. See if who never want to have any forgiveness. Who never want to give a company another break when they deserve yeah, again, it. Again, what what do you want? Again, you want to you want to put them out of business completely, Mark? You want to put them out of business? Nope. I want to hear. I want to have them apologize. Oh, you want them to apologize to acknowledge their error? Yes, that I know. Very simple. Go to the text line, and then you'll forgive them. Yes, and then Mark Davis will forgive them. Correct. The guy who makes three times what a delivery man or ten times what a delivery worker makes. No, shame on you. Okay, shame on you. I love you, but you're wrong on this. Tell tell Mike what to say. I am looking at the text line, and they're all agreeing with me, pal. They're all agreeing with me. Let the day play out. Let's see how it goes. My text line. You don't want to see my email or text line. Not today. I don't. Not today. I love you. I love you. Sorry, we disagree. Hang on. Alrighty, it is Wednesday, seven fifty-four. Into the way, 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 way back machine to 1940. The great Mildred Bailey. Darn that dream. Darn that dream. My dream is uh, venturing into the 8 o'clock hour and chatting with a bunch of you about a bunch of things like, does Anheuser-Busch forgiveness, deserve forgiveness without having acknowledged their error? I'm a big fat no. Mike says, yes, we have to forgive them because, and listen, I'm not insensitive to drivers and suppliers and warehouse people. I get it. But hey, the problem is the company. More to follow. Mark Davis, 660 AM. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.